0: Hello, everyone. This is Brian Kirchner again with Good Dog Workshop. We're your podcast resource for successfully working with your dog. We'll help you sift through all the wrong and ridiculous information out there. We'll help you understand dogs and how to effectively work with a dog's nature, not against it. In short, we'll teach you how to speak dog. Thanks, everyone, for joining us. And once again, I am joined by my good friend, Carlos Marino, out in Austin, Texas. How are you,
1: Carlos? Hey, Brian. Good to be with you again. And we are going to continue our breed specific breed tendency series and this one here this is probably the one that we've had to do a lot of research on because it's controversial but we're going to be going over the the pit bull sometimes known as the american staffordshire terrier sometimes known as a staffordshire bull terrier which came from but most people know it as a pit bull and no doubt people have either heard of a pit bull or a pit bull mix so okay so you want to start with some background some history on this uh, this breed yeah so this is Like a lot of dogs that come from Europe, there's the original version of this dog, and then it gets bred into being whatever the Americans want it to be or another country. But let me just start with with a quick breed history from this dog encyclopedia. Originating in Staffordshire, Great Britain, this well-muscled and exceedingly affectionate breed traces its ancestry to crosses between ferocious, thickly-muscled bull baiters and agile... Feisty local terriers. Okay. So most people know that, hence the name bull terrier. But but they did have a specific pur- purpose of dog fighting, dog baiting. We went over the English bulldog similarly. But this one, for being so small, has the uh, notorious reputation to also be very powerful. So let me just give you this uh, quick fact here. The weight range... For the Staffordshire Bull Terrier, which is the original pit bull, if you will, was anywhere from 24 to 38 pounds. Okay. Okay. And then in the 1930s, the Americans bred their version of the Staffordshire Terrier, and it went up to 50 pounds. Okay. So why did they make it stronger, more muscular? Probably for nothing uh, (laughs) productive, but still fighting. And then from then you got the American Pit Bull uh, which actually can go anywhere from 30 to 80 pounds. So wow, that's kind of the, where we are now. I don't know if you, Brian, have you heard of m- many people considering their Pit Bulls American Staffordshire Terriers anymore? I don't know how we've kind of been removed from that. It says early 1800s, but it's controversial because I think it's original designed for fighting is still intact, whereas some other fighting dogs, Brian, you can speak to uh, uh, to this, they've been, I would say, more successfully bred out. The Pitbull still has that tenacity in there, which makes them uh, a big liability. Uh, yeah, right off the top of my head, though, I
0: can't think of another breed that its sole purpose for you know, an extended period of, uh, of history was to go after another dog. You know, the English bulldogs were, were bred to, uh, to bait, to bait bulls, but not other dogs. So from that standpoint, I'd say the pit bull, you know, had a, had a special and, and dark, dark purpose, at least for a while. And I think you're right. Um, you had mentioned the Doberman before we started recording here, um, that their incidences of, uh, of, a, of attacks on people, are much less than uh, than they used to be, and uh, we talked about Sharpays too. I work with a Sharpay that was really aggressive when uh, we first started working with him, and then after you know we realized that he was just an insecure guy. We built his confidence, got him socialized more, and he was a fantastic little dog that wasn't looking for for trouble at all. But yeah, I mean you know right off the top of my head, I can't think of any other breeds. But when when we hear it like that, and you know this is our limited research skills maybe coming into play as well, but if it if you have a dog that was bred to bait bulls or or fight other dogs, so a dog that's that was bred to go after other dogs and then crossed with a terrier that's tenacious and doesn't give up, you've got the power of a muscul- of a muscular dog, and you've got the tenacity of a terrier, and then you've got the drive to go after. Other, you know, creatures or or its own species. To me, right off the bat, that that sounds like a recipe for, for disaster. Um, yeah.
1: yeah. And do you have that article that I sent you, Brian? Uh, the one on uh, on the the alpacas or the cats? Both of them. Yeah. And by the way, this is something that just recently popped up. We weren't looking for them. I mean, and people probably heard of this of these kinds of attacks all the time. Now, some will say that the media. Disproportionately uh, presents this information. I don't. I don't know if I necessarily agree. But if you want to read them, him from you. I mean, it's, it's, it's pretty ferocious. What what went down here in this shelter, and this other uh, area with the alpacas?
0: Yeah, this article was from uh, July 26th of this year, so just a few days ago. And it, it's 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 header is 29 cats were mauled to death by two pit bulls who broke out of their cages at an Alabama Alabama animal shelter overnight um, and apparently they were they were penned in and the the city commissioner maybe is is blaming you know poor quality materials of the of the crate or, or that the pit bulls were were locked into or you know some just the the, the shelter needed an overhaul you know um, just yeah. not good materials maybe that not good equipment that they were kept in but either way they, I guess, were close enough to cats, which means they were in the same room. Because I don't know too many pit bulls that can open a door, right. um, and and killed twenty nine cats. And then before that, the, July seventeenth, uh, five alpacas in, um in California were killed um, by two pit bulls who got out. And the person who found them at the alpaca farm uh, said they were just sitting on the on the front porch of the house where the alpacas had. Had lived, and one had blood on its paw or something. So it's not that every pit bull is a killer. It's not that every pit bull is going to go after uh, a dog in its life or another animal in its life or or a person in its life. But I think for me, the main thing is the incident. The proportionate incident here is considerably higher in my experience and the articles that I've read than any other breed that I've come across. And and typically, the articles that I've looked into are. In the 60s, about 60% of dog bites to people are from pit bulls. And German Shepherds, you know, my, one of my favorite breeds is also on that list. But German Shepherds are usually around 12 or 10 or 8%. So, you know, pit bulls being in the 60s kind of usually equals the next five dog breeds for bite incidents. And that's, yeah, you know, that's that's disturbing
1: to me. Um, yeah. And I, well, and you're you're used to... The German Shepherds. I'm used to the Doberman. I used to have one. And before that, years ago, I used to have the Chinese shar And if you, right. know you think about the Chinese shar the Chinese bred that dog for fighting as well. Oh, yeah, fighting, that's, yeah. Which is why they have the small ears, the curled tails, and the very, very loose skin, right? The so so skin around all, the neck, yeah. They're all fighting traits so that the, the uh, Shar-Pei has the advantage over another dog. Because if you bite a shar on the uh, skin... It'll loop around. Yeah, it could still turn its head around and and continue an attack. Exactly. So I'm not trying to speak here, obviously, about Sharpage, but my point is uh, there have been other breeds of dogs that have been bred to fight, but I think they've been more successfully bred out from responsible breeders, owners, so on and so forth. I don't think that's the case for these pit bulls because they get mixed into other breeds. They're frequently in rescues or shelters. And as you know, Brian, when you go to a shelter and you're going to maybe consider a pit bull or pit bull makes, man, you don't know the background. You don't know who's been breeding this dog to do what, uh, how, the, many, the, how many the, generations, you know, how many generations uh, removed is it from pit fighting. You don't. Th- so, you know, and like that book you have, Brian, if you want to quote it, the uh, dog freak. Yeah, the breed it, freak it's, book. It's just a big, big liability. Not that we're just, not that I'm anyway, trying to just be one-sided. And, and that's, that's
0: completely fair. Um, This book that, uh, that Carlos mentioned again is called Breed Freak and it's by uh, uh, Dr. Matthew Wright. He's a, he's a vet, Um, you know, and it's, it's partly tongue in cheek, but he gives you this, the, you know, his, his straight truth right from the get go. So he'll give you the, the breed of the dog, Pitbull Terrier, uh, and then his opinion of it right off the bat in big blue letters. And he says, don't buy your problems. And, you know, it's hard for me to argue with that. Because I've I've worked with a higher percentage of pit bulls who were either aggressive or way too much for most people to handle. If I walk away from an appointment, I'm like, man, that was a lot of work for me. Chances are the people that called me to help them are not gonna, not gonna have an easy time of it if they're even the the right person for it. So yeah, this is, you know, I, I understand. Uh, that we're that we want to be advocates for for all dogs out there, but yeah, I have to agree with uh, with Doctor Wright here, and and don't buy your problems with a, with a
1: pit bull. It's it's a tough one. Yeah, for sure. And then if you have more than one, and uh, we talked about this before. I don't know, Brian, how recently, but for some reason, when the dogs get into a pack, they're pack, more yeah. powerful. They have a pack identity, and they can do more damage. Now, with that said, there's also a really loyal side. I remember when I first started watching Dog Whisper, Of course, these are Milan, a big advocate for pit bulls. Mm-hmm he proves that of course they can be well behaved and well mannered but he's also an expert dog handler so uh, if we're rank- ranking this dog 1 to 5 5 being the most difficult as we did before i would say it's up there for me difficulty of ownership i would say i would say 4 okay a 4 and also not a beginner dog so
0: yeah, I agree with you on the not a beginner dog thing and I, you know, I'm kind of on the I've got a bigger scale for this dog because generally I would say people should not get this dog because like you said you don't know where the where the the, the dog's background, the bloodlines, who bred it, who who trained it and that's true for every dog, but there's so many pit bulls and pit bull mixes out there who have been bred by so many people who do not have good intentions with these dogs. So, you you know, you go to go to just about any shelter that I've been into and yeah. there's a much higher percentage of pit bulls in there than pretty much any other breed these days. Ten years ago, it would have been different. Twenty years ago, it would have been the, the German Shepherds or the, or the Dobermans. So we're not at all saying that other breeds don't have problems um but yeah i'd say you can you can meet some fantastic pit bulls there. very easy you know one two that sort of thing uh, level one or level two is what i mean but overall yeah i'd agree i'd, I'd have to give these guys a, a four maybe even a five just because pit bull lots of muscles strong jaw tenacious they get a hold of something and you know go into that into that zone that we've all seen people and you know even watching the news you sometimes see Uh, dogs even watch the news you sometimes see people go into that zone of they're doing you know they've lost it and they're in the zone and they can't see or hear or feel anything else plus the pit bull because it's so strong and because of some of the breeding it tends to be immune to pain. And so, you know, if you're if you're trying to trying yeah. to pull pull this thing off or kick it or or punch it or, you know, whatever some people have had to do in certain situations, it can take quite a bit
1: before it it may it may release. Um yeah, yeah it's, the it's, English it's, bulldog was kind of built that way too, you know. Right. They kind of are and when we say built, this is the the part that I want people to understand because people will say, "Well, it's the people." that are, are are causing this behavior no you can you can breed aggression sure you can breed tenacity but 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 yeah. the people the breeders
0: the per, or the per, the people or the person individually or the breeder has a hand in that it's not all mother nature we're taking yeah, what mother that, nature has shown us and then we may either you know breed for aggression or breed for size or are you know breed for temperament or whatever it is uh,
1: so fair it's that nature versus nurture argument right what I, I need people to understand i mean consider it's a public service announcement we don't have uh what's the what's the phrase uh, uh we don't have a,
0: a dog in the fight yeah. As
1: it were. <laughs> yeah, no pun intended either way right We this is a public servicing peak uh, public service announcement to keep people safe and uh, help you and educate you from our vast amount of experiences and times we've been bitten and times we've seen the good and ugly side of uh, dog ownership, right? So we're, yeah. we're saying, hey, but you can breed aggression. So what does that mean? It doesn't mean that because you can breed aggression, you'll see it all the time, you know, and just because uh, the pit bull is super, super, super friendly, loyal. To you, your baby, your friend, your neighbor does not mean they don't have that other side in there if they, for example, see livestock and then it just get triggered right right and people will say I don't know Brian, you can speak to this, but but there is you can have that 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 difference that that hemisphere of very loyal very people friendly um responsive, and some of these dogs that have have even been used in uh, uh, agility, believe it or not they're very
0: athletic oh yeah. And right. and also also more and more um, agencies are using them
1: for uh, for uh, bomb sniffing and drug detection. Yeah, so they're very capable, but we're not saying that. We're just I'm anyway saying that you have to weigh the risks, right? Right. So I and and because the the pit bull. I mean, I don't know, Brian. Can you go and and find a pit bull breeder that's not, you know, someone's backyard someone you know well it's tough right so we don't know what they're breeding for anymore if they know what they're doing when they're trying to selectively breed out aggression
0: yeah i mean i think
1: i think it's like like most everything else with the caveat that last
0: i heard the akc the american kennel club does not recognize recognize the american pit bull terrier as a breed but the ukc the united kennel club and i think even the canadian kennel club recognizes it as well but yeah if you if you Basically, just like most things in life, if you have an idea of what you're looking for, you go to look for a, a used car or you know a pinball machine or whatever on Craigslist and you kind of have some sense about what you're looking for, chances are you're going to know if you're getting something good when you get it, when you get there to look at it or not. Same with the dog. If you have some sense about what you're looking for and temperament and energy level and how the dog should should greet you at the at the door or what the litter should look like or what the property, you know, the, the pen where the animal is, is kept by the breeder, what that should look like to indicate this is, yeah. you know, a dog that's been well-bred or taken care of. Yeah, chances chances are you'll do fine. But most people don't go looking for a dog with a ton of information. And with this breed, we're saying, you know, you really should do quite a bit of homework or at least have a lot of experience in knowing what to look for when you're doing this. And as a matter of fact, I just worked with a client the other day. They had two... Um, Two basset hounds, one was ten and one was thirteen or something, and they just got a new uh, pit bull from uh, from a local shelter, I think. And this, I think he was one one year old pit bull, um, kept going after the younger of the two bassets because he was the only one that would would present a challenge to him in the house, and he just kept kind of picking on. He wasn't doing it aggressively at all, um, but no one was inter intervening but because this pit bull was tenacious was young had a lot of energy and was also taller than the basset he would just go at it at will and you know what if he if he finally got a hold of the basset around the neck he didn't do any damage to the dog but he would grab and the people actually had to pull him off every time so i gave them an education on how to first exercise the dog, get that energy drained, you know, have have a, a good direction for that energy to go and then show all leaders and are all dogs in the house, we're in charge of you, not the other way around, and then teach the people, you got to be on top of this dog and, you know, as well as the other dogs in the house, any mistake they make, you've got to be on top of it right away and you got to address it. And by the time I left an hour and a half later, the dog was not bothering that, uh, the pit bull was not bothering that Basset anymore. Now, they. Called me or emailed me two days later to say now the pit bull is going after the other dog and and did grab a hold of him And so the pit bull found a different target as it were a different weak pack member that he was going after So the same principle applies is you've got to be there to address it You got to you know show leadership and be assertive and confident But the fact that this dog had this breed has so much energy has a lot of muscle has a lot of power is tenacious has high drive um, you know, it's it's just not the best recipe
1: for success. Yeah, and and so on one side, we're, we're we're saying, hey, be very cautious if you don't have one already and maybe considering. But on the other side, like you just said, if you happen to have one, you know, you really do like you should have to be on top of it. Now, that means they have to be disciplined. They have to get exercise. Their needs are met, of course. They have to be stimulated. So these are all things that can, uh, Brian, remedy. Of course, uh, a situation um, that you are already stuck into, right? We don't advocate for people banning their dogs, you know, in a in, a, in an impulsive way. But educate yourself and know that you have to be firm because they are smart; they will learn very, very, very quick to learn as long as you know what you're doing. So, if you don't have one and you're thinking about it, we're, we're, you know, here here's the information. If you do and you're having some issues, like Brian, you talked about, I think it's important that the stuff we talked about before in other podcasts definitely apply here get them out get them exercised get them socialized right be in control being control being control so
0: yeah yeah absolutely um is there anything else that you want to add on the subject i kind of feel like we covered just about everything um you know this the only other thing that i that i didn't mention is what this uh, what this doctor said in in, in his sure. breed free book um, right. Yeah, go ahead. He, he he says to all the pit bull zealots who will send us hate mail, we get it and we agree pit bulls get bad press and they're not as bad as the media would have us think. We know pit bulls are like a gun, safe and effective in the right hands and deadly and unskilled or malicious hands. That He says that, however, is irrelevant. Our recommendation is to let someone else fly the f- flag of the good pit bull. And then the last thing he says here on that is most p- people have enough problems and do not need the headaches that come along with pit bull ownership. So, again, we don't, you know, we're not trying to be harsh and single out one breed over another. But statistically speaking, both in the articles out there in the world and in our experience, this is really a, it's a, it's a tough breed to have. There's a great little guy at the at the Fauquier SPCA named Franklin, a blue and white pit bull. He's so sweet. He, I, I would guarantee that he would never be aggressive towards another dog. If you start now with him and, and raise him as a good, well-socialized and well-exercised dog. So there are great dogs out there, but whether you're getting, you know, a lab puppy or a pit bull puppy or a pug puppy, you know, I dealt with that with a, an aggressive pug yesterday. I forgot to tell you about that. <laughs> um, you, you really, you really have to be smart about this and and you have to have to be on top of it and you, you need to show them, you know, Things are going to, are going to go by my rules and you have to listen to me and I don't abide by, by any fighting. And, you know, that's, that's something that we help a lot of people with. And most of the time it goes very smoothly in just, you know, one appointment with these people. So it's, it's very possible to have a great pit bull.
1: We just wonder, you know, is it worth the risk rather than just get an easier breed? Yeah, for sure, and they're and they're out there a lot, and they're mixed a lot, like we talked about. So it, it's a tough one, right? Cause, yeah, you know. But anyway, um, if there's any other questions people want to, uh, maybe if we haven't an addressed, and they want to go over, we'll we'll be more than happy to address in the next one. But I think we we covered most of what we wanted to cover here. Um, again, there's there's some distinguishing names here: the American Pit Bull Terrier, the American Giant Terrier, but they're all pretty much from the Staffordshire Bull Terrier from Great Britain, um, and so sometimes you may hear people say Amstaff. I don't know if we cover that, Brian. Short for American for the Staffords. American Staffordshire. Yeah. yeah, you know, it
0: really it really depends on who you talk to and what you know name they've been told their dog is or what name they've latched onto. But you know, I can't tell the difference uh, looking looking at one whether it's an Amstaff or people will call. Those guys, sometimes a pocket pit bull,
1: but yeah, one's one smaller than the other. And they all, they all share the same colors of coach and so they come in a, a wide variety, but yeah, they're pretty much the same dog. One's a little bit bigger being the American pit bull terrier. So yeah, be careful, um, be experienced, uh, and educate yourself for sure. Right. And if you all do
0: have if you all do have any questions, please feel free to to contact us directly. Uh you can call us directly at seven oh three four eight nine one three one nine or email us at Brian at GoodDogWorkshop.com. We appreciate any questions, any comments. You guys wanna send us in some nasty grams because we, you know, busted on your breed, go ahead. We'd love to to uh, to have a conversation about this and we'll read the read the emails on uh on the podcast here and talk about them and, and discuss because we want people to make smart decisions for themselves and do right by themselves, their family, but also the dog they're getting as well. Yeah, absolutely. So thank you everyone for listening. Carlos, thanks again for being here. It's always good to, to go over these topics with you. Please yeah. uh, follow us on on Facebook and um, and watch our YouTube videos. We've got some really good YouTube videos up there. I'm posting new videos and new a uh, new section on uh, Facebook called Tips You Won't See Anywhere Else about uh, things that most people don't know about dogs. But definitely subscribe to us on uh, on iTunes, our podcast, and please write us a review. We really appreciate that. And the more views we get, the more people hear about us and can learn uh, more about the dogs. So thank you, everyone, for listening. We appreciate it.